welcome to Glam and Grace. Where women can come indulge in a safe space designed to expose all the parts of life we go through. And in the moments when it's not so glamorous, there is grace. All right. Welcome back, ladies. Uh, This week, we're going to dive into the topic of bullying. Um, But before we get to that and how it's affecting our children and ways we can help, Amaris is going to open us up with a word of prayer this morning. All right. Hi, ladies. Um, Father, we just want to come to you and thank you for all you do for us. And first and foremost, for the relationships that we share with each other, with our listeners, and of course with our children. We ask you to go before us daily and our children and protect us and their hearts, all of our hearts, because what comes out of it um, is very important. And we thank you for all that you do for us. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Short and sweet today. Yes, I love it, though, but you you end it, you know, your prayer with a little Bible verse that is so true. It says, you know, uh, may, you know, your life flows from your heart. It's the wellspring of life, you know. So everything bullying comes from, really. Yes. (laughs) The hurt people hurt people. Yes, the heart, what they hear at home, sometimes maybe, not always, but it could be a reflection of our own parenting. We don't always get it right. We may say something to our kids that we don't realize that we check our own selves sometimes. Right. You know, kids are so impressionable. And so all the things that they're exposed to in life, exposed to people at school, uh, exposed to their social environment at home, exposed to things that they see on social media, what they're allowed to see and view on social media, all affects our children's ability to be able to compartmentalize things and understand things. Right, it's like then how they navigate through this world. And, I mean, I know we can all agree we didn't, at least for our ages, we didn't have, you know, social media and, you know, everything at our fingertips, like knowledge at our fingertips that we have now. And um, I think that that changes the way we raise our kids as opposed to how we were raised. So we have to really think about that. And, I mean, I'll be the first one to say that I have failed in that area, <laughs> and you know, when it comes to parenting and um, the amount of knowledge that my son has access to, I mean, I'll be the first to say he's, he's had a phone for a very long time. He's, I mean, he's 11 now. I think he's had a phone since he was nine. Um, he has, you know... He doesn't have access to social media sites, I will say that. He has Snapchat um, with his friends, and he um, he does get on TikTok and YouTube from time to time. And I'm going to be honest, and, you know, parents are probably going to be like, bad mom, <laughs> I don't censor those sites. And I'm not saying that I should, because um, I do think that it would make a difference. But um, that's an area where... I feel like I've learned after the fact. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, he, he has access to those things. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't check in on those because I take his phone often and I dig through the phone. I go through, you know, snaps, what he's watching on TikTok, what he's watching on, you know, YouTube. And generally, it's, thank God, nothing that's like, 
freaked me out so far. Right. Well, and I think that that's something that our generation, we've had to navigate as parents, kind of, it's like a newer thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because like you said, we didn't have this when we were children. We didn't have this information overload. We didn't, it was the start of like the internet and being able to search and see things. But you know, the, the word does say like, let's protect our mind. Let's protect our eye gate. Let's protect what we hear. And for our kids, that's important too. And, you know, I'm like you. Our fourth and fifth grader, they've had a phone for about two years now. And it really started from a place of, funny enough, it was your 30th birthday. And remember, we ended up staying later in Tennessee And long story short, husband had to go to work. We had to use a new babysitter. Like, we knew who she was, but she had never, like, come to the house and babysat. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself the whole way driving home from Tennessee. I was like, man, when I was little, I had a phone in the kitchen, a house phone (laughs) that I could go use. (laughs) And my dad wouldn't let me have one in my room. So we had the really long cord. That was our pre-portable phone. You know, you had the Mm -hmm. longest phone cord possible so you could talk in private, like, in your room. But I just started thinking, like, my kids don't even, you know, have a phone that's their own that they could call us on if something happened. And so that's what started it. And then as they've gotten older and there's been questions about Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, all of these things, you know, it's really made us have to dig deep and say, what are they seeing and how can we protect them? How can we let them grow with the world and technology? But how can we protect them and what they're seeing as well? Oh, my gosh. I I think it's so important that you just said that because um, it's you have to let your kids grow in the world they're in. Mm -hmm. And even though it wasn't your world when you were raised in and and some people, some parents may disagree. um, I think that there's got to be balance to everything. Your children it's already hard enough for them in their own world. Let's be Mm -hmm. honest, you know, and I try to make it very clear with Amari that whatever is important to him, even though, you know, in my world, it may be minuscule. I don't ever want him to feel that way. Whatever's big deal to him, it's big deal to mom. And so, um, with that being said, you know, social, you know, he's the the social world for them is important Mm -hmm. and it's hard to navigate when you may be looking around as a child and everybody else has something that you don't have. Right. Um, and it's not to say that as a parent, you may not feel like it's the time and place where you're comfortable with giving them that regardless of what the world is doing. Right. And I'm not saying conform by any means, but I think there can be limitations that you can implement to where your children, um, they're still a part of the world. They they still flourish emotionally and socially just as much as they do physically and mentally. Right. And this is where, more importantly, we have to focus on our kids' like spiritual health. Oh, my God. Right? Like, we're all, even adults, even myself, like I've said it before, I can scroll through Instagram and see another woman's body or see another woman's house or something like that. And I can go to that place where I'm like, 
ooh, you know, I wish this part of my body looked like this or my house isn't always, you know, this. Like, so can you even imagine what our kids do as they compare? So we have to pour into their spiritual health and say, hey, this is who you are in Christ. These are the things that we're going to speak over your life every day to help you navigate when you see things you can understand, okay, that that is not of Christ, how can I still be a light for that person? How can I be a leader in this situation? How can I not get in a place of comparison? And I think allowing our children to know, hey, it's okay that you went there, but let's come back to the truth. Right. Let's come back. Let's do a little, let's do a reset. Come to you Jesus, know, and I, <laughs> Right. And I'm not saying like, let your kids go out there, let them see whatever. That's actually the furthest thing from what I'm right. saying. Absolutely. But it is a constant balance of how, how do we give them the confidence and the tools and let them. The power to right the world with that. Yeah. Cause you said that you said what's important to you. What's important to Amari is important to you. You may not see it as a big thing, but for him, you're giving him confidence to say, you know what? I believe in what you're doing. I believe in what you like. And that's so important. Even if I don't understand it, like his video games, like, (laughs) um, and I mean, I'm a boy mom, so. And they never outgrow that either. uh, Yeah. As I've heard. <laughs> you know, the beginning <laughs> of our marriage, Antoine probably p- played Xbox a little bit more. And he still does. And I mean, he loves, you know, his games and stuff like that. Streets, but right? now, <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, but now it's like he gets, you know, the girls, he's like, hey, you want to play video games? Mm. Hey, well, we play, we play, we play like board games in Mario Kart. I walked in the other day and they were playing old school Mario. I'm like, what? But even that quality time with your children makes a difference of how they mentally survive at school the next day. Well, if they feel supported by you as a parent, Mm -hmm. they know that like you believe what they say, you, you trust them. And I'm not saying that. You know, as children, we can always trust everything that comes out of their mouth, but they have to at least feel like we're the safe place they can go. Mm-hmm. And if they don't feel like my mom believes me, then where do you think they're going to go when, you know, they experience any adversity mm-hmm. and or anything that actually they may know is not right and they need to share it with an adult, but they don't know who to turn to because, they're either going to feel condemned for it Mm -hmm. um, or that they're going to be in so much trouble that it is overwhelming, just the idea, or that you're not going to believe them. And these are things that I think me and Elizabeth have both experienced with our children actually talking to us and telling us what they go through and how they feel. Um, And I think a huge part of how this plays in is not only is did Elizabeth say you have to let them know who they are in Christ that solidifies them that gives them a, a standard mm-hmm. that they can go by and so when they are in the world they're dealing with that but they know that you know they're double backed like hey my mom's got me I know who I am mm-hmm. and unfortunately I hate to break it to you mom's parents um your children are going to find out this information that's in the world 
um, that's of the world, I guess I could say, um, they're going to find it out whether you want them to or not at some point. So if you equip them to be ready for that, I think that it can make a huge difference in how they deal with it. And, I mean, there's been times where Amari has came to me with things that he is like a snitches get stitches kind of kind of boy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Mom, you know I don't be snitching on folks. But he will like I he'll say, like, I think I needed to tell you this. Right. So he knows that he can do that and he knows that it's something that's that bad mm-hmm. because I have sat down and talked to him about the things that are topics that are really important. Right. And and that's something too that we all learn as we get older, you know, of um, you know, I read this thing the other day. It was like, just because you have an emotion doesn't mean you always have to act on it. And it's kind of the same thing with, you know, our kids, like when they come and tell us stuff, you may have this initial reaction, but like you said, you want to create this safe place that allows them to come talk to you, you know, like I want to be that mom or that friend's house where all the kids want to go to and they feel comfortable and they can talk and they can laugh and they can play to really be informed, you know, what's going on in my kids' lives and really be a part of that and make sure that I'm always slowing down to focus on that because it's not always going to last. We're going to wake up one day. Like, I think about our oldest. She's going to be a junior in college this year. Like, the girls, the other girls are right behind that, you know? And it just happens so quickly. And more and more each year, our children are faced with new obstacles. And, And it feels like every year it's getting you know, sooner and sooner that these kids are learning about these things. Well, and Bullying is such a big, um, it's such a big issue within schools, and um, we've experienced it. Mm-hmm. We've experienced it since we began school. I mean, if I really think about it, it goes all the way back to preschool. And when Amari had like the long curly hair, mm-hmm. and it was down to his shoulders, so and I loved his hair, you know. <laughs> but he started, you know, when he got to about four in preschool, the kids would be like, oh, you look like a girl. And it's like, where do they form these uh, these opinions? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that, you know, when they're that small, they just say whatever comes to top right. of mind. So, you know, we can't. But at the same time, it's almost like they just, they see and they do. And that's how it always is with your children. And they're seeing you as a parent, and they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as parents, we have the ability to, I guess, lighten the load of bullying by our communication with our children and our actions towards each other. Right. Exactly. That is so on key right there because that's what I was just sitting here thinking about. It's how we interact with people in our daily lives how we handle situations, how we communicate, how we, you know, I'll tell my girls sometimes they'll come home and tell me something, you know, that in their minds is like so dramatic that happened at school. And I have to be like, hey, let's let's dial that back a little bit. Right. Like how it's processed like, I didn't really think about this. Right. Did this really ruin your day? Because see then that's the thing too. If we're not helping our kids diffuse certain things in their minds. 
they're going to always think that it's these big things when they can, you know, see like, okay, well, maybe that's something you've said this before going on with that person. Maybe that kid has something I don't understand. What they said about me is not the truth. And so I'm not going to be confused by someone who's going around trying to change the perception of who I am. Absolutely. And it's, it's big that you say that too, because, um, and me and you have talked about this before and, and I want to, to prep you guys when I say, um, when I say victim mentality in the form of speaking to my son, um, cause me and Elizabeth both have biracial children and, you know, we deal with all sorts of bullying, um, from the regular mainstream bullying to, you know, that part as well. But when I say that, I don't mean it in a way that you are not a victim and you're playing a victim card. I say that in the manner of, yes, you are a victim, but when you walk in that mentality and you never walk out of it, it can debilitate you. Like it can stunt your growth. It can stop you because there's ways of dealing with when someone else hurts you, you're valid for being hurt. You are the victim. And, but you have to learn how, like Elizabeth said, you have to learn how to process that maybe that person hurt you because they're like knowledge of Mm -hmm. the home they're growing up in, who they're being taught by. Um, how they're being loved or how they're not being loved. And it's not a ticket to allow people to victimize you, but it is something to say, like, okay, let me step back. Let me think about this. And you don't have to let that person in your fence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can also say, hey, you know what? I'm going to deal with this, and I'm going to walk away from it, and I'm going to move forward because I can control what I do. I can't control what they do, but I'm going to try to control the situation with love as much as I can. Right. Because that's healing. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, and we're told to you as Christians and when we read the Bible, you know, the Great Commission is you love the Lord with all your heart and you love his people. And we're teaching our children you that. love your enemies. Right. You're like, <laughs> I don't want to. Ooh. But what's such a valuable lesson, you know, for children to learn to love each other, you know, to, to love an expression of a place from understanding And teaching boundaries. Right. And, you know, the more that we're consistent with our children, um, consistent with your parenting, and that goes whether you're a single mom or you're married, consistent in how you carry your role. The kids see that and they can trust what's coming from you. And they're like, oh, let me, this is being poured into me. Now let me pour this out, you know. Um, and so I just think collectively as moms, it's also important to use the power of social media to connect with each other. When you see something, you say, hey, you know what? I want to go to this village mentality. Can I go to a place where we can walk together? Can we put our differences aside for our children? Can we link arms for our children and say that they are the next generation? They are the ones that are going to be making future decisions. They are going to be the ones that can really ultimately keep something going or turn it around. Right. You decide. What do you want to do while your children are inside of your walls? How do you want to be impactful 
for the community around you. Absolutely. I mean, and when you say, you know, they get to decide, that is like, oh, my God, Amari gets so tired of me saying that. I'm like, you get to choose who you want to be and every day. And, I mean, I think they said that, you know, the average person makes 30,000-plus decisions in one day. Mm. And, you know, I'm with Amari, I'm like, look, dude, you can choose to do something this path. You can react mm-hmm. or you can respond. And I'm like, or you can choose to go this path. But both ways has a consequence and an endpoint. And there's an outcome that you have to decide, like, did I really think about the outcome before I just, mm-hmm. you know, moved forward? And so as parents agreeing with you on, you know, partnering together, if we can't get along, if we can't be kind to each other, even when, like, we're not in the same field. It's like, you know, moms, for instance, you know. I, I don't know all of Amari's friends' mothers, but I try to connect with them because it's important to my son right. to have relationships with his friends outside of school. And then, you know, of course we want to protect our children. We don't want to just be like, oh, yeah, you can just go over to whoever's house and I don't know them, you know, we want to know each other and have some sort of like trust factor because it is so scary letting your child walk into someone else's home because you don't know what's there in our day and time. I mean, it's just, it's scary, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't know what influence could hurt them in more ways than one. Yeah, that is so true. And I mean, I just think, too, gosh, if we're dealing with this, like, what are our grandkids going to deal with one day? I don't even want to You imagine. know? I don't even want to think and about so, being a grandmother. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a cute grandmother. Right. I've already decided my grandmother name, but anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I just think about generationally, too, if we could think about our own families and the things that we've learned and the values and the morals that we want to pass down and how we can look at things and say, like, you know, this really is a spiritual battle of I'm going to push my children to break generational curses and I'm going to push my children to bring on generational blessings and I read this thing one time, um, this girl was talking about like using her influence to change and like empower communities and things like that. And they said to her like, well, why haven't you taken this globally? You know, and she was like, well, I figured if I could do something really well in my own reach that other people will see that and then want to mirror that where they are. And where right. they it are. Could, like spider off that way. Right. Within and your own so it's the same thing of what can I do in my home for my children to go into the hallways and it be a reflection for other, you know, and just kind of domino effect. Right. Well, I mean, you can't expect or be like, oh, yeah, you know, I want change or I'm going to, you know, I'm not happy with this or that and the other. And you're not willing to do something about it. I mean, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And so... I mean, for me, it's, like, I'm going to be the person that's, like, organizing something to, like, uh, okay, well, what can we do to change this in this way? Um, But that's the thing. If you can't, like, get involved and want to change the world around you, then you really don't have the right to say anything about it. I mean, you're just complaining, but 
there's no solution. And um, I think that's important for me and Elizabeth to portray today that we want to partner with moms and we want to kind of, if you're bringing awareness to, if you're not really talking to your children, Mm -hmm. listening to them truthfully, truthfully listening to your kids, like, um, and building a safe, trustful place with them that they feel like they can go to, then, you know, that's the first step. Then, you know, we challenge you to really get involved with your kids, but then go further to, you know, get involved in your communities too, because bullying is affecting so many people. I mean, on a national level, there was a recent story about a boy that committed suicide. He was 12 years old, you know, and from what I read, a lot of authority, like parents, teachers were involved to try to defuse it, but it just never improved. So, and that's the thing for me is, you know, the lady that shared the post, she was talking about that, you know, it's our job. It's our job to question everything around our kids. And that doesn't just mean that we're questioning social media or their friends. That means we're questioning teachers and, um, I mean, like coaches, coaches, like after school anybody. care, I- anybody that's in their reach that's around them. If something comes out of that ordinary, right. just like anything else in life, you're going to investigate, you're going to look for answers. So just being involved and being present, um, speaks very loudly in your children's lives and the outcome of it and things around them as well. And um, we just want to make sure, too, we're going to leave some resources. Um, you know, we've talked about our website before, com. You can go. There's a contact page. If you have any stories or anything that you want to share with us or that want to be talked about um, on the topic of bullying or anything, <laughs> really, just reach out to us. And we are going to be adding a tab to right. our link tree, which is on our Instagram so if you have that platform, you should follow us at The Glam Grace. And we are going to add a link there to the stopbullying.gov website. That's it good, has a lot of resources resource, right. and uh, just information to dive in about how we can protect our kids. How can we protect the future right. and how can we impact it and be impactful? Well, you know, another thing that I think is a good idea, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a stalker, but... Um, I think that um, even if parents don't really, aren't really communicating, like moms or whatever, I mean, stalk these parents. Like, if you hear something or if you see see something, say something kind of thing, you know, look them up on Facebook. Start a group yourself, like a group right. chat with these parents. Like, if you your kids have friends and Find out who their parents are. You know, I know Elizabeth is great at this. I love her. Yeah, She's I was such about to say, I am <laughs> so guilty of this. She'll create my- a group message real quick and call out the situation. She'll just be like, here you go, guys. Um, this is what's happening. I'm going to leave this right here. Check your kid's phone. Bye. <laughs> And she's referring to something that actually, I mean, happened fairly recent. And I'm so grateful for our daughter, Ava Grace. You know, she got added to a group chat. She didn't even know the majority of the kids on this chat. And, you know, just within the first several messages, she came to Antoine and I. She was like, 
mm, I don't understand all of this, but it's not good. Here, take my phone. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, thank you so much. Like, oh, baby, right. please <laughs> always stay like this and come talk to your parents, you know. And so as more and more messages started to pour in, we just kind of put it on pause, you know. Just this let particular, it play out so you could really right. See this particular on. situation at the girls' school has even shifted how Antoine and I are handling their phones and social media. I mean, they don't have social media accounts, but what they see YouTube, TikTok, right. like the things right. we highlight it. You know, I think we all probably differentiate and what we believe different platforms mean. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so she came to us and just some of the things that I saw and I read, I was just like, oh. <laughs> My gosh, like I was not like ready what? for this at this age. Right. I was expecting it. I knew it was going to come at some point, but not more like 13, 14. Right, but not now. Like, and 10, 11, 12. <laughs> so, this whole situation in the past month at the school has just really turned into a lot of things that hit you in your gut. And, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. And I just pray specifically, um, you know, for my daughter's grade and their parents, because this could be a long seven years together, you know, at this school with these people and just hoping that they can, you know, navigate their friend groups and, you know, be kind. Right. Yeah, we work through it as moms. And I hope for the best, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And just keep investing in our babies um, spiritually, mentally, physically. We want to set them up to be successful socially. Um, All of these factors matter. It's what makes us who we are. It's what makes our children who they are. Um, So, yeah, we just want to set them up for all that success. And the tools to be able to combat what they're out there you know, in their little worlds fighting. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We have enjoyed this time with you all this week, and we look forward to you coming back and listening to the next episode.